Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Unfortunately, the first few minutes of this presentation were missed. We bring you now to Ray Campbell, who is speaking. To me, so that I could uh, plug my devices into that, and then I was sure that I had uh, power and would be able to uh, get the uh, recording and the uh, and the notes and that sort of thing. The other thing I would say to do too is when you're using your technology to write your notes, write your motions, those sorts of things during the meeting. If you're using a computer or a braille dev- or a braille note taker like a braille note or a braille sense, whatever. The save command is your friend. Yes, the save command is your friend. So I definitely recommend that before the meeting starts, you you write down, say, maybe the title or the date of the meeting, whatever you want to put at the top of your notes, and then save that file, because that way you're going to be able to uh, um, continue to save it along the way, because there's nothing more frustrating than turning on your device, especially if you're on a computer, because the note takers autosave, but turning on your device and uh, realizing that you forgot to save a bunch of stuff and uh, now you've got to go back and construct the whole meeting from the recording. The meeting is interesting enough to listen to in person. Now you got to go back and listen to the whole thing on a recording. <clears throat> so that's uh, the second thing I'd say. The third thing I'd say on your recordings, if you have a way that you can mark various parts of the meeting, um, like the stream, for example, has a way to do bookmarks. If you have a way to mark off various parts of the meeting, that really is helpful because then you don't have to go through as many parts of the meeting on the recording as you might otherwise. You know, if you have, if you feel like you have good enough notes, for example, to like take down the roll call and do all those sorts of things in other parts of the meeting, then you can just, uh, you can skip past that on your recording when you're doing the minutes. So during the meeting, uh, the other thing that's really important as secretary, I think, is that you have access to the Constitution and bylaws. Uh, And you don't have to have a hard copy with you or anything like that, but as long as you have it either on your uh, device or if you have a way to get to your organization's website and get a copy of it, that can be real important because if you, if the board is or convention is struggling over a question that may have some constitution and bylaws uh, implications with it, you want to be able to go and read the relevant uh, articles out to the or to the members uh, of the board or the convention assembled so that uh, so that you can uh, help clarify any questions that might come up the other thing you should have access to is your minutes especially some of your probably your most recent minutes but definitely yeah, as far back as you can uh, um, store your minutes because you may have questions that come up in the board meeting like you guys may be talking about an issue in the board meeting and somebody might say, well, I remember uh, back in a board meeting a couple of years ago, I thought we talked about that issue. And I thought we thought we decided that we were going to do this. And if you can uh, go back in the uh, board minutes and uh, help find that issue, you don't have to be able to do it like real fast, but 
you might say, well, give me a chance. I'll you know, move on to another subject. I'll go back and see if I can find anything about that issue. Um, you can do that as well. Um, so those are good things to have. Um, <clears throat> and um, in that way, um, you can make sure to keep the board on task. So having good, reliable, plugged-in technology, uh, both to record and to take down notes, is important. Um, I would also say have a way to read back or motions that are made because you might be going through a board meeting and you might write down a motion, especially if it's a long, complicated motion. There might be a lot of discussion, you know, points uh, for and against, that sort of thing. And somebody might say, well, I'd like to have the motion restated. And if you don't have a way to read it back, then what are you going to do? So if you're a Braille reader and you have access to uh, something with a Braille display on it, I think that's the best way to do it. Uh, some people are really good at listening to screen readers and reciting back what they hear. That's fine, too. If nothing else, and you have to have your screen reader recite back the motion, it's not ideal, I don't think. But, hey, it gets the job done. And uh, that way people can hear the motion restated and they'll be able to uh, uh, understand and subsequently vote on it. So those are some of the main things that you need to be able to do during the meeting. Uh, you need to have good working technology and uh, pay attention to what's going on and uh, be able to uh, uh, have access to important documents like your constitution and bylaws and previous minutes um, as needed. So that's during the meeting. Um, some other things that uh, you may be asked to do uh, during the meeting, um, I'll get into in the other phase of this presentation. So let's move on to, okay, the meeting has now happened and it's time to prepare the minutes. And it takes more than minutes to prepare the minutes. But um, anyway, so you are um, done with the meeting. And one of the first things that you need to understand is what, or what the organizational deadlines are for minutes. So some affiliates might say, well, we want the minutes out to the members of the board, for example, within 30 days of the board meeting. So make sure that you are able to allocate enough time to prepare the, uh, prepare the minutes and get the draft minutes out to the members of the board or the convention or whatever uh, group it might be uh, within the deadlines prescribed. And I think it's really important to indicate that those minutes are draft minutes because they haven't been approved. And what I always put on top of my minutes when I did them for ACB was draft, not for distribution. And so that told people that um, those minutes are draft and they're not to be distributed. Now, different organizations might have different uh, policies on how they want to handle approving minutes. So yeah, you need to be familiar with those. Um, in ACB, in my term as secretary, what we did was we would actually take the minutes and um, I would email them out to the board. And then there would be an opportunity for people to make additions or corrections. And then we would actually take a vote by email to approve the minutes, which we would ratify then at the next regularly scheduled uh, uh, board meeting, either by conference call or in person. 
because what we wanted to do is we wanted to get those minutes up onto the website because those minutes are public record. That is a legal record or a public record of what your board is doing and has been working on. Now, minutes should reflect what was done, not what was said. So you don't want to write a transcript of the entire discussion of every issue. I do think it's helpful to put down some highlights, though. So if the president gives a report on their activities, um, you might want to just bullet point some of the main activities that they worked on from the last meeting to the current meeting that you're taking minutes for. And um, you might want to uh, uh, be able to do that. But then the most important thing is you want to write down who made the motion to approve uh, whatever it is, each item, and who seconded, and um, what the result of the vote was. You know, all eyes, all nays. If it was a roll call vote, you're going to want to write down who voted in favor and who voted against. Um, and then the other thing that's important to do is, um, and this is during the meeting when you're when the vote's being cast. If people vote no, they might want their no vote recorded with their name, <clears throat> or if they vote. Um, I and the motions defeated, they might want that vote recorded. Just make sure that you can note that and know who wants their vote recorded that way <clears throat> and, uh, and then recorded as such. Now, one of the things that's real important to be able to do too is to be able to, you know, there's going to be a time period between the board meeting and when the draft minutes come out. So, in that time, there might be action items that the president or the treasurer or others on the board have uh, agreed to take on. I would recommend that uh, if you can go through as soon as possible after the board meeting, at least pull those out of your recording and of your notes and send those out to the board. Like, here's a list of action items and who agreed to take them. I think that's important because that way those people that agreed to work on things can get on with it and uh, and not have to wait till the minutes come out to, oh, I got to take care of this action item. And it's a couple of weeks before the next board meeting. And I'm not sure I'm going to have time to do it. That gives them the time that they have to do it. Now, they should be in some way taking down that information as well. But it does help if uh, you can refresh their memories of uh of things that they agreed to do. So, so the minutes, the draft minutes go out and uh, I definitely would recommend that you, as you get corrections uh, from people in incorporate those as soon as you can, so that uh, they're fresh in your mind and that, um, and that you can uh, do it. I found what was really helpful in drafting minutes was to just set some time aside. Um, like a few hours on a Saturday to uh, go through my notes, go through my recording and, uh, and draft the, uh, the minutes. That was always very helpful. Maybe a Saturday, maybe even a Sunday. If we had like a real long board meeting, some of the ACB board meetings, as some of you know, go eight hours. And uh, so you got to be able to take down uh, all that information and put that into minute form. And uh, that can take a while. So make sure you allow yourself some time. 
I kind of think of minutes as like cleaning house. It's like once I start, don't stop me because I won't get back to it. And then <laughs> the deadline sneaks up on you. It's like, oh, I'm getting these minutes done. And then you're up till midnight trying to get them done. And maybe you're like me and you have to go to work the next day. And uh, it can be, it can be uh, uh, interesting. So make sure you're familiar with your deadlines. And the other thing you're going to want to make sure that you're able to do is understand how your organization, your board or whatever, your convention, mostly your board, how they want the minutes presented. Some boards may want you to read the minutes to them. So make sure you're able to do that. Some boards may want you to just email them and that they'll approve them as uh, received. And again, they might ask you to uh, incorporate corrections. Um, And what I would do once you get to the meeting, if the minutes have not been voted on, if you didn't do an email vote, for example, what I might say is that I've received all the corrections and incorporated those I've received uh, when you're discussing the minutes. And that way, uh, people can say if they have corrections, maybe that they didn't send in, then they can say, well, I had this correction and uh, and just make sure it's incorporated and, and all that. So make sure that you're able to present the minutes to the board in the way that they, they want them. And uh, then you vote on them. And once they're voted on, make sure that they're published. If uh, your organization puts them on their website, that is, uh, you know, work with whomever you need to to get that done. And I would definitely set that up ahead of time to understand okay, who am I going to need to work with? You know, secretary is one of these positions that if you're really interested in it, you might want to sit down with the current secretary and say, hey, I'd like to kind of watch what you do and understand how you handle things. And, and hey, I've got some questions. I'm thinking about running for the office of secretary. I uh, have some questions for you. Um, and that can be one of them. How, how do you go about getting them up onto the website? Um, and that kind of thing. So uh, you're definitely going to want to make sure that once the minutes are approved, you take the draft off the top of them so that people know that they're approved minutes. You want to, I recommend that you have the date you sent them to the board on the bottom of the minutes and then the date you approve them so that, or the board approved them so that you're whatever, so that you can, um, <clears throat> you know, have that documentation. Because there may be things in there that need to be uh, have documentation that they actually were approved. Um, let me say a word about convention minutes, because I don't know how many affiliates do convention minutes, but um, uh, a number of them, some do, some may not. It's really important to, if you don't do formal convention minutes, it's really important to at least have documentation of when you change officers for elections. And here's why. Here's a big reason why, especially with presidents and treasurers. Typically, a lot of organizations will have presidents and treasurers as the people who can are signatories on the bank accounts. Banks want proof that those offices actually changed. And so whether it's through your minutes 
whether it's through a letter that your organization drafts and has both the president and secretary sign. We had to do that in ACB when David Trott became treasurer because we had to provide some documentation to the bank that he was now the treasurer. So what happened was, in our case, Nancy wrote a letter indicating that David was now the treasurer. Uh, Kim signed it as president uh, of ACB, and then I signed it as secretary. And that way, the bank took that as documentation and, okay, this is official. Uh, This happened, and now we can recognize uh, David as treasurer. So you definitely want to make sure that uh, you you have that sort of those sorts of things uh, taken care of. Um, and, you know, one of the things that people, I think, think that minutes are like really hard to write again, they need to be what was done, not what was said, and at least give folks a little bit of context. And um, my experience has been that, uh, you know, boards or groups that you're working with are more than happy to help you um, get the minutes into uh, a good form. And it certainly, as, as I said, Minutes are public records, so feel free to use the previous secretary's minutes as a guide for how to write them, and uh, and that uh, certainly can be of help. So, so a lot. So, in summary, with minutes, make sure that you allow yourself plenty of time, that you've got good information to work off of, good notes, good recording, and uh, get them in before the deadline. And uh, and then make sure that you're able to present them to the board or the or, you know, the board or convention or whatever in a way that they want them presented. Um, the third piece that I would break this into is I'm labeling it other. And I'm labeling it other because different organizations have different expectations for secretaries. In some organizations, you're going to be expected to write correspondence. So being able to write a good business letter. Uh, Again, organizational correspondence is probably going to go out over the president's signature most cases. So you're going to be working with the president to draft that. um, And that um, one important thing here, although a lot of things go out electronically these days, is that if your organization has uh, electronic uh, or even, you know, printed stationery, um, you may need to get a little bit, especially if you're doing with printed stationery, you may need to get a little cited help in uh, initially setting up so that you can print off letters um, that you may need to print off. And again, that's assuming that you have a, um, a printer. Um, and uh, so being able to draft correspondence is maybe important in some cases. In some cases, the secretary might be asked to read the credentials report for an organization at a convention and do the roll call. Again, just make sure whatever technology or other mechanisms you're going to use to do that, that you're able to, uh, to handle that. And then the third piece is record keeping. Um, Make sure that you have enough storage space to maintain the records of the organization. Some organizations may want them retained in hard copy either Braille or large print or both. Some may want them retained electronically. Some organizations may have an office or, uh, or that that they retain uh, records. Um, 
again, that's something that should be in your bylaws or in your procedures for how to do things. Uh, we talked last month about transitions, uh, making sure that those kind of procedures are documented, um, how records are going to be retained. Uh, make sure that you understand that and that you're going to be able to uh, to handle that. But um, those are really the three main parts of being a good secretary. But I want to end, end this on a positive note. You know, you, the secretary, are in a position with a lot of power in the organization because you are the one that has the record of what took place. You're the one that is in a position to work with the president and, and, and hold people accountable. Because if somebody at the board meeting says, well, I never agreed to do that, you can say, well, have it written down right here that Joe said, Joe, you said you were going to check into that fundraiser or whatever it might be. You can hold people accountable. And, and, and I don't say that in a negative way. We have to hold people accountable. If we're going to work as organizations and good, strong organizations, and we've got to do that. And the secretary, as a secretary, you are in a great position to make that happen. And do you need to be like the top writer in your, like a top English, writer in your English class? Absolutely not. Obviously, you got to be able to put sentences and put thoughts together. But um, I've seen minutes of varying quality. And you know what? As long as they communicate what was done, they're fine. They're good and fine minutes. And, um, you know, they should look, you know, decent. No, You have to be careful of things like misspellings or, um, you know, poor grammar, that kind of thing, because they are legal records. But as long as they communicate what was done, you're going to be fine. By the way, don't just rely on spell check. Make sure that you can go through and hand proof your minutes and uh, be able to pick up anything because sometimes things that spell check thinks are correct are not when they're read out in context. So you might want to do that. If you have, if you're at all uncomfortable proofing yourself, it's okay to have somebody proofread for you. Uh, that's, that's fine. If you've got somebody that can help you, you can send to them and say, Hey, uh, you know, can, can you just take a look at these? I think I've got everything, but I just want to make sure I didn't miss anything. Um, you know, if you've got somebody that's a decent proofreader, that that's fine too. And one more thing, and then I'll go to questions. Uh, one of the things you may be asked to do is to, uh, especially in a large organization, you may have to record like in like an ACB do the roll call you have to record all the delegates and alternates and nominating committee folks and that kind of thing well one thing that um, when I became secretary um, I asked uh, our dear friend the wonderful late Marlena Lieberg I said okay how do I do this thing where an affiliate comes to the microphone and they say I've got changes I need to make in my delegation okay Practice that before you get to the meeting. If you're like in a large organization or you decide to become secretary ACB, it's perfectly fine to have that list of affiliates down there in a spreadsheet or whatever you're going to use and have somebody help you say, okay, have somebody, you know, your, your significant other, your, a friend, whatever you want to do, say, okay, I'm ACB families and I want to make, make a change in my delegate. Well, how quick can you find them? 
and uh, just practice that. And the find command, if you're using something like Excel, the find command's a real good friend of yours. And uh, and one of the things I found really helpful, especially when I was tallying votes, is let things work for you. Use things like Excel. They can work for you, and they can make the work a whole lot easier. So those are the things I wanted to uh, cover. But I really, really hope that folks will think about secretary. It's actually a great position and a great way to really reinforce your knowledge of what's going on on the board and within the organization. And with that, Debbie, we'll uh, be glad to take some questions. So uh, let folks know how they can how they can uh, get their hands up to ask some questions. Uh, we have Diane. Here we go, Diane. There we go. And uh, if you Alt-Y to raise your hand on the Windows and um, Option-Y on the Mac and in the middle of your screen on the iPhone and uh, Star 9 on the phone, regular phone. Diane? Yes, thank you. Uh, <clears throat> Ray, nice job. Um, well, it, it just so happens that um, I have become the secretary of my local chapter uh, starting in January. So I'm glad that I think the timing on this presentation was good. Um, my question is, you know, I, we're, we're uh, I think, going to start meeting in Zoom. And in particular, we're going to use my uh, Zoom professional account so that I don't have to worry about getting a hold of the recordings. You know, I'll just have them. Mm -hmm. um, so my question is, you know, of course, people are people's names are going to show up in the uh, participation list. And I'm wondering if, <laughs> if that would be a, an efficient way of um, like skipping over the roll call. You know, if you could look at the um, look at the uh, participation list and and and, and uh, announce it, uh, you know, read it off to everybody, because in our group currently we go through the letters of the alphabet and everybody's whose um, last name begins with whatever letter you call um, introduces themselves. Sure. Um, you could do that. Um, now just make sure that you obviously, obviously you're going to know who your board members are, for example. Yeah. And if you have any kind of requirement that board members need to attend so many meetings or if they miss so many in a row, um, no, you could certainly do that. That's that's actually uh, a fine way to do it. In fact, um, uh, in fact, now we still in ACB we still do a roll call. But um, when we set up the Zoom meetings for the board, Nancy goes through the participation list, and that's how she does it. She looks to see who's there. Um, you could substitute that for a roll call if you want to. Sure, as long as you can somehow identify the people on your board. And, you know, make sure they're in attendance in case there are any attendance requirements that you have. The, the issue you might have, Diane, is if people come in on the phone and you don't, because if you have a Zoom account where the phone numbers are partially masked, you may not recognize them. Um, I would, I would re I would try to rename all of them, you know, yeah, prior okay. to the meeting. Okay. So if that works for you, that's fine. Um, I, I think, I think I would when you do your first meeting or two, I wouldn't rely on that. I might just do a roll call. Okay. And then as you go, as you start going through and if people are comfortable with that, sure. That, that works just fine. Okay. Yep. All right. Thank you very much. You got it. I have a few more hands raised. All right. Uh, Danette Dixon. 
Hello, Danette. Hello. Say, um, for me, I am completing my four-year term of pre- of secretary All right. for drug users of Washington State, and that is the position that I know that I have grown the most and enjoyed the most too. If I could make a couple suggestions that I have done is when the agenda items come out, make that be your first rough draft. Yes, absolutely. And also learning this from being trained by past president Marlena Lieberg, be able to take constructive criticism until you get it the way the president wants it, that you admit it. Absolutely. You, you, you are going to get feedback and uh, you know, your first set of minutes may not be uh, the way that the board wants it. And you may, you may get a lot of corrections. Don't be frustrated about that. That's just, that's part of learning. And that's part of, um, of uh, doing things. I will tell you that my first set of minutes for the ACB board, um, a board member approached me and said, you wrote too much down. You, you, you included too much of the discussion. And so, and, and, and don't, and, and when someone says that to you, just say, okay, well, help me. I, I want your help to do a better job. So, you know, work on that issue and, uh, and, you know, you, you'll get it to where it'll, uh, it'll get to where the president and the board uh, wants it to be. I really like your idea of taking the meeting agenda and using that as your first draft. One of the other really important points, too, is when you're putting down the information from the treasurer's report, make sure you understand how your board wants that. Some boards want the whole treasurer's report in the minutes. Well, that's pretty easy. You just take it, take it, and you uh, copy it into the minutes. Some just want the revenue and expenses. And so make sure you understand what they're, they're looking for and uh, do it accordingly. Thanks, Danette. And I welcome any secretaries that are on this call. If you have suggestions, certainly share those. It can help all of us. Okay. Jamaica? Yes. Hello, Jamaica. Hello. My question is about record keeping. Um, somehow I got left off the um, the Georgia Council of the Blinds list of officers, um, and I did not get to did not get to get the get the um, get get to a meeting that I needed to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, and secondly, I've had some difficulty because I had to I actually had to change my email address. Is that part of the secretary's duties to make sure that the email address is is um, is is current in the for the for the for the officers because I think that is a very important uh, part of it, you know. Yes, um, making sure that is supposed to happen. It, it's a hugely important part, and I think. Well, it, and that's and it's really important to two different. Well, it may be in your organization. There may be two different people that need to know that information for the for the secretary. The secretary probably definitely would maybe be making sure that you're on the officers list. But as far as the email address change that you had, um, make sure get that to whoever handles membership records for your organization. In a lot of cases, that's actually the treasurer, and that's because they collect all the dues. Um, but make sure that you understand um, 
who uh, handles that in your organization and make sure you get to that person and say, hey, I need to make sure this information is uh, is correct. And so uh, definitely, uh, but I definitely think that's a, in, in a lot of organizations, that uh, list of officers, that's a second secretary responsibility, definitely. Okay, thank you so you're, much. You're welcome. Larray, I think it's Larray Allison. Hi, Larray. You may unmute. Oh, gosh. Wait a second. Hello. It wouldn't help if I do that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. It's Larray Olson. Hey, Larray. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, this is this is good. Um, you know, good good reminders. I've been secretary uh, off and on for SDAB for quite a long time. Um, I, I think Danette's idea, I use the agenda. I make a file when, when our president sends out the, the agenda before a board meeting, I make a file on my Braille sense mm-hmm. of, you know, and I, I, I call it whatever, you know, board, whatever date. And mm-hmm. then I just write the agenda in there and then I just fill it in as we go. Yeah. Um, my question though is, um, we need to write our, our, our bylaws or constitution states. They want, um, a summary of the minutes in the newsletter. How much of that needs to be in the newsletter? I mean, um, okay. Um, I know they don't want, uh, secretary, you know, they don't want, we have $2,000 in right checking or whatever. So, uh, you know, I don't know how much, how much to put in. Do I just send the minutes that were approved and take out the financial um, information or what's a, what's a good. What, what I would do in a case like that is I would, well, there's two things really, really here, Lorraine. One is that you may run into an issue where the newsletter is, uh, is going to come out prior to the time you get the minutes uh, approved. Um, and but you we don't, don't want publish them unless they've been approved. Okay. Well, you don't want the, you don't want the board meeting necessarily to be old news. So like I can tell you with ACB that um, now we're, we have the luxury in ACB that there's a board of publications representative at our board meetings that um, takes a summary of the board meeting and puts that into the ACB Braille forum. Of course, most affiliates aren't going to have that. So what I would say you'd want to do in that case is like, you could say like in a case, let me just give an example here if I could. So in your minutes, maybe it says, but my, you know, Lorray moved and Joe seconded that the board allocate $2,000 towards the purchase of a popcorn machine for convention. Okay. So what you might say, what you might take that and say in the, in the newsletter is the, the board approved a motion to purchase a popcorn machine to raise as a fundraiser for our conventions or something like that. You don't have to say how much um, you just have to say that the board approved that. And and in the summary for the newsletter, it's not important that it's not important that people know who made and seconded the motions. Even now, one caveat to that is that your bylaws may say like ACBs do that if there's a roll call vote that they're going to want, that the newsletter should reflect who voted 
in favor and who voted against. In that case, you just uh, say those voting in favor were Loray, Joe, John. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's it's not that specific. Okay. And, you know, sometimes I've written just an article, you know, I was behind and, you know, and I wrote I wrote an article, you know, the board met this date, this date, and this yeah. date, but um, the board said they should have more actual minutes or more of a summary of minutes. Yeah, you can you can do that, and your minutes so your minutes are a good are a good template for that. And I say just just make sure that you know anywhere, for example, that you 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 have a motion in a second to. Um, allocate a certain dollar amount for something. Just say that the board have allocated funds to purchase. Uh, and if people mm-hmm. have specific questions, your minutes and, are your minutes are public. Oh yeah, they can they can go back and look at them. I always put you know if you have if you have questions regarding these regarding this summary, um, you know please contact. Absolutely, me that, that's a, that you know or, or the president. Sure, that's a good way to do it, and uh, and that way. Uh, that way you can you communicate the information to folks. And then if uh, people want to uh, get more information, as we said, the minutes are public once they're approved. And uh, uh, that way they, they can uh, they can do that. Um, one thing you 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 jog my memory, though, and I do want to make sure I point this out. So um, if you're doing convention minutes, um, the program for your convention is very helpful because. That can help you if you need, to, if, if they want to write down, if they want you to write down like who s- different speakers were because you may need to get spellings and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And if you're in the board meeting and someone says that, you know, so-and-so is becoming, um, has become CEO of this organization and you want to put that in the minutes because that's a, a fact that people might want to know, don't be hesitant about, don't be hesitant about saying Okay, could you could you spell that for me so that I can get that down? And uh, don't be don't be afraid to uh, to do that. And even in minutes, I've found out that Google is my friend because when I was doing ACB's minutes, um, I had often stuff from the World Blind Union, and that mm-hmm. there's different different countries involved. So if I didn't know how to spell it, I went to Google. Yeah. That worked out really well. Uh, say, Lorraine, I'm going to go to some other people. Okay, yeah, but yeah, thank you, sure. thanks no, for. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Debbie. Yes. I noticed that Cassie had her hand up earlier and it went down. Did you? I did. Cassie, um, I did not lower your hand. Did you have something you wanted to say? Yeah. In case you, in case that was accidentally somehow went down, Cassie, uh, it wasn't intentional on our end. So in case you wanted to raise your hand again. So if you do want to raise your hand, uh, Okay, let's see. Gonna... And there she is. <laughs> Do you see go. her, Debbie? Yes. Okay, there you go. Hello, am I on? You are there. How are you, Cassie? Hi, I am good. Hi, Mr. Campbell. I really like your presentation. Thank you. I am the newly elected secretary for um, the Southwestern chapter here in Oregon. And I had a question. Um, I am actually new to the whole secretary thing. <laughs> I am, I'm part of a chapter that's becoming hopefully a chapter in ACB of O soon. Um, but so that's kind of a new thing. But my question was taking over um, the secretary role. Um, I've had a couple of questions that were answered. But as far as how long I keep minutes, 
Um, for the other chapter or soon to be chapter, hopefully that I'm doing, I started a binder and kept a copy in the binder as well as a copy of it on a thumb drive. How long should I look at keeping the paper copies in my binder before disposing of those? Okay, that is something that should really be in your bylaws. And if it's not, then talk to your board and ask them what the current, what the correct practice is. And, uh, you know, so a lot of organizations um, um, will, rec- will ask that you keep them for like seven years. Um, I know that's what uh, ICB, the Illinois Council does. And, um, you know, that's, you know, keep them, you know, make sure that, and, and by the way, if it's not in your bylaws, it probably should be. At least, you know, that's in your constitution, but the bylaws, it should be that tell you how long you should keep uh, minutes and that kind of thing. Um, but like I said, if, if it's not there, ask your board and your president what the current practices are and uh, do that accordingly. And by the way, I like one thing you said, and that is that if you're going to keep records like this electronically, please make sure you have a backup on something like a thumb drive or in the cloud somewhere or something that you can get to because you don't want to have your hard drive crash and there go all of your organization's minutes. Exactly. That would not be good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, and if I could just add to that, I, I just, sure. um, I, I loved that you have it electronically and that you have a hard copy. And I would say that it probably doesn't matter so much about the hard copy as long as you have it electronically, because you can always produce a hard copy at any time. So, you know, that, I mean, (laughs) things have changed over the years. You know, we used to have to keep them in hard copy and you'd keep them for a long time and you'd end up, you know, (laughs) storing all of these minutes and, uh, other newsletters and such, but t- today so much is uh, kept electronically that you're probably okay as long as it's kept electronically. Yep. So that's yep. my take. Thanks, Cindy. That's a good point. Uh, anybody else? I do not see any other hands right now, but as soon as I say that, up two. Let's one, one couple will go up. I knew they would. <laughs> Say so, Ray, this is artist. Yeah, artist. Can I make a I make a couple of comments? Sure. I I, I just wanted to on the when the question came up about how how much to put in your minutes, I think far too many people put way too much in their minutes. I basically, agree. basically you just need the action items. If there are motions or other actions that take place, and and of course the where the meeting was when it was and. Yes. And if they're special guests, but otherwise that's pretty much all you need. And the other thing I was going to address is the, about the summaries. I had to do summaries when I was secretary for California Council of the Blind. And I did exactly like you suggested. I took the names out of all the motions. I just pushed, uh, just said um, a motion was passed on and, uh, and then just put action items and, uh, just deleted all the other stuff because yep. it really wasn't important, right? See, so yep. I thought you did a good job. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, thanks for that. <laughs> thanks for that feedback. It's uh, well received. And as soon as I say no hands, they all go up. So let's see, Judy. 
Hi, uh, this is Judy Birch. I'm a uh, Missouri Guide Dog User Secretary, have been for a few years. And I don't have a question, but I just want to say, Ray, that I've really enjoyed your presentation and I've taken some notes. You have some really good ideas. Thank you. Thanks very much. Um, and um, we are at 50, about 58 past the hour. Yeah, so. we're okay. We mm -hmm. started a little bit late, so we probably okay. can go five minutes. Okay, yeah. okay, you can go for five minutes. Yeah. I want to make sure that I have time to, or we have time to announce the topic have, of the next. You have three more hands raised. Okay, let's, let's get them. Hello? Mona? Yes. Hey, Mona. Mona. There you go. Okay, uh, just a real quick thing. I'm president of the uh, Rogue Valley chapter. And I ran a business for 25 years, and I was so delighted when electronic media came around and I could back up all of my bookkeeping and that kind of thing on electronic data. Uh, and then I went back a few years later to get something out and reprint something for the IRS, and the electronic data had failed. So you do want to be real careful if you're doing your backups and electronic data only. Make it in two different separate types of copies, like one in a cloud and one in a thumb drive, um, because these things can become contaminated and fail. And that's all I had to say. Thanks, Mona. Appreciate that. Um, good, uh, good point. Who do we have next? David. This is this is David Edick from Tacoma, Washington. Hello, David. Uh, I'm now president of our local chapter, uh, but uh, we're converting a lot of our older records to digital. Um, from some as far back as 1934. Oh, um, wow. Any advice of what records we should consider keeping and, of course, which records we shouldn't worry about scanning? Uh, well, um, definitely, uh, I don't have a, a lot of experience with that. Uh, definitely things like your Articles of Incorporation, um, yes. your, you know, as far as bylaws, you have the most recent bylaws, you need those definitely. Um, and, uh, any, uh, anything that, uh, um, like, yeah, I, I don't, I, 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 that's a real hard question for me to answer. Um, you know, obviously if you've got minutes that go back, you don't need to keep the minutes from 1934, but, but a lot of that, you know, David is good for history. So that's not right. necessarily good for legal stuff, but if you want to do an organizational history at some point, uh, you might want to, you know, consider keeping some of those things, um, you know, minutes of meetings and stuff, those can be really valuable for that kind of thing. And on, on the subject of backups, um, I have, uh, we have a Dropbox and I periodically copy it off of Dropbox to another external media. So good. can't stress backups enough. Good. Nobody cares more about your data than you do. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Donna Siren. All right. Donna. Okay. Um, am I on now? <laughs> you sure are, Donna. Okay. I was having a problem there. Um, I am um, the secretary for our local affiliate here in St. Louis. And um, when we were meeting in person, uh, well, I, I would take my Braille edge and make notes and I would record it with the Victor, which wasn't always trustworthy. But now, well, we've been using a conference line and it was recorded and the president would email that to me so I could listen back to it and you know write up the minutes but now we're going to have to switch to zoom because the last two times there was no recording after they made some changes so my question is how do I get a recording I think it looks like we are going to be using zoom but how do I get a recording of the meeting 
Okay. Um, so with Zoom, um, whoever sets up the meeting, um, you know, whoever is, you know, probably the owner of the or has access to the credentials for the Zoom account. So that whoever owns that Zoom account is going to get an email after the meeting. It's going to have two links in it. One is for the owner of the account to go in and be able to download uh, that recording. The other one is for people who want to listen to that recording to listen to. Now, there's a passcode with that. Um, what I would suggest you do is work with the uh, whoever has the credentials to the Zoom account and gets the emails from it and ask them to uh, Dropbox you or provide you in some way a copy of the uh, of the recording in whatever file format you need it. And again, you may need to call in some help here. If you want it on, for the Victor, as I said, it's got to be MP3 or WAVE. Yeah, I, what I was doing was I copied onto a thumb drive and put it on my player. Um. I think that'll work. Um, you yeah. might have to do it. On, okay. You might have to yeah. do it on the computer. Uh, but as long as that works for you, then yeah, that that's fine. As long as you can get a copy of that file and just uh, put it on the player. I'm going to tell you, you're going to find that the Zoom recordings are very, very clear. And uh, But just make sure that whoever is doing the meeting is either sets it up to automatically record or could start the recording and to start a recording and it's best do it in the cloud. Alt C will start the recording, whoever is running the meeting. So, okay. all right. And I think we're not going to be able to take any more questions and there's raised hands too, but coming up. I, yeah. Um, I'm going to just give, I'm going to, um, if people want to reach out to me, uh, if you have uh, questions, I'll give my email address. Um, it's ray153056 at gmail.com. I'll repeat that, ray153056 at gmail.com. If you have questions uh, that you didn't get answered tonight, uh, please send them to me. I'd be glad to try and answer those. And did you want to share what the next month's? Um, I don't remember, what, I don't remember what the next month's topic. I don't either. We hear the one that brought that up, silly. I, okay. I thought you. I thought you'd. I thought no, you'd bail I me no out. Idea. I don't know. Well, so we'll it'll we'll be stay something really good. It'll, it'll be good. It'll it'll be January twenty first, and it'll be darn good. And stay tuned to ACB's uh, leadership list, dots and dashes, all that stuff. You'll find out. Uh, it's a surprise, and it'll be a surprise to us too, I guess. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Happy holidays, everybody. Yes, happy holidays.